Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, April 14th, 2023. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn, and this is my show. I am the set designer, chief caterer, assistant producer, and executive producer on this fine program. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. We are one of the top 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. And you know what? We got a special guest today. That means two of us. So bump us into the top 250. That also means, and I don't remember what the exact number was, 112th podcast in Pakistan, something like that, primarily out of the Kashmir region. Um, Thank you to all of our friends in Kashmir, Khyber Pass, Karachi, um, you know, outer Tibet, wherever you are listening from, for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Uh, get this out of the way. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I guarantee you, you guys, pull up a seat, pour yourself a whiskey or a a nice neon beer hug from Goose Island Beer Co. You can get the Tall Boy from Jewel on sale now for three dollars. It's gonna it's gonna be satisfying. It's it's weedy, yeasty, and flavorful. Because uh, we have a special guest on. He is no stranger to this program. He is no stranger to podcasts. He is the creator and co-host of the White Noise Podcast. New episodes every week as of 2019. So go find it where <laughs> he's chuckling. Go find it. me too because it's going to be a fun episode. Friend of the podcast and taxes expert Matthew Feather. Welcome back to the Bean Town Podcast. What's going on? How are you? I am happy to be back. It's it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've been on. I feel like, and, and you say I'm no stranger to the podcast, and that's true. But that doesn't mean that I'm not strange. Uh, I think every year I, I get my disclaimer up front that I am not a, uh, a tax professional, and that's not what I get paid to do. But I think. Um, until you have people writing angry comments about me steering them wrong, I will still have this uh, have this cross to bear every year. So I welcome it. Well, we're talking. You, you mentioned strange. You mentioned stranger. I'm curious. Billy Joel's The Stranger, a classic 1977 album, same year as Star Wars, same year as uh, what is the other one? Uh, Jaws in 1975. No, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1977. Back to Billy Joel. I'm curious. What are what would you say are your top five songs from Billy Joel's The Stranger, 1977 album? Jeez, I'm gonna be honest. I I am a fan of Billy Joel. I will say that very talented musician. Um, although deep cuts, I probably uh, I, I'm not gonna do myself a disservice and pretend like I am a aficionado of his back catalog. I don't know what uh, what songs were on the album Stranger, but I do like Vienna. That is one of uh, one of my my favorite songs from him. Um, well, let me, so I'll, I'll tell you this, and it's one of those, this is one of those deals where you're going to hop off our, our recording later tonight, and you're going to stop all I'm the presses. Yeah. You're going to, no, well, you're going to listen to the whole album, because here are the five, you ready, I don't know if you're ready for this, because you're thinking, oh, it's The Stranger, it's not a big album, no one really listened to it, maybe sold 17 copies here and there. I'm here to tell you, this was a huge album from Billy Joel. Here are the five okay. singles from The Stranger. Number one, 
just the way you are. Number two, moving out, parentheses, Anthony's song. Number okay, three, great song, great, great song, song uh-huh. Number three is The Stranger, which I don't know if you know that song, but it's got a great... I don't know that song. Oh. I, it, I never... That's the weird thing. Sometimes these album names, it's like I don't I don't know what's on there. I've never known the name of the album. I just know some of the songs that are on it. But. Real, real Talk, The Stranger is a fantastic song. It's got a nice little whistle intro okay. and outro. Okay. And then the kind of body of the song is is very like gritty minor key billy joel feels very angsty you're definitely going on to check that one out i'll also take this opportunity to plug the album cover from the stranger he's kind of like lying in a bed holding a like a like a clown mask like phantom of the opera or something you're gonna say like a a bouquet of roses (laughs) no he's well he's a stranger so Mm. number four our number four single here we have only the good die young Okay. And then number five, she's always a woman. Okay. So if you're, right. so yeah, I actually re- I uh, recognize more of those song names than I thought mm-hmm. I was going to. Well, yeah. If I if you told me you know ten Billy Joel songs, you know I bet four of those five would have been on there. So it's a it's a banging album. It's uh, it's pretty I, good. I just looked up the cover photo and it does not disappoint. Very angsty. Uh huh. <laughs> Extremely angsty. The, the clown face is a little uh, little creepy. I will say that, but tasteful. Yeah, creepy yet tasteful. That's kind of this program in a nutshell. Well, every year we bring Matt Fiedler on because he has a background in money. And there's one thing I love on this program. It's making money uh, for charity, for me, for, you know, all of our guests who we pay handsomely, H-A-N-D-S-O-M-E-L-Y, handsomely. Matt comes on every year very generously to talk taxes with us. Uh, he mentioned at the top of the show he is not a tax professional. He's not a, he's not a CPA. But, Matt, you do have – I think it's probably – is it in the last 12 months that you have this new position? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just bad at no, keeping that, track of time. That, that is accurate. Yeah, so I, uh... without, without you know, going way into it and you know, risking your, your employment and your health insurance and all that stuff, uh, tell us a little bit about this new venture in life that you are pursuing. Yeah, well, uh, the, the benefit here, Quinn, is um, our, uh, our health insurance is currently through my fiance's plan. So <laughs> I'm not on anything if I lose my job. Um, besides my the cash flow that I'm bringing in, um, still I will I will uh, avoid certain details, maybe keep it a little ambiguous. But yeah, I um, I left the the world of public accounting for um, for a more private accounting role um, in property management and um, also some uh, construction operations. And it, it's pretty exciting. It's it's a um, area of accounting and finance that is, is new to me, um, and I'm, I'm kind of learning in the role, which is exciting. Um, I've always found kind of real estate to be fascinating, and the, the one thing I'll say is, you know, being fairly young in my career and, and not striking it big in, in Bitcoin, um, I would rather learn um, uh, from other people before maybe investing my own money in the in the real estate space. So this seems like a good opportunity to do that. Um, so that's what I've been doing for since uh, June of, of 2022. I like my position so far and 
got to use a lot of different softwares, do a lot of uh, modeling and performance and all that good stuff. Um, so it's it's been a welcome change. And I, I will say this, I, I've learned a lot in my public accounting role, um, but the, the hours were not something that I was inherently a, a fan of. So it, it's nice to maybe pull away from that a little bit too. So. Would you characterize or classify yourself as working in-house? Yeah, I would say in-house. I, I work remotely, so in, in that extent, or in apartments, because that's where I reside. But uh, yeah, so I, I am uh, an in-house accountant uh, for this company, mm-hmm. if you will. And on the topic of in-house, what are your thoughts on the great uh, 1976 single from the British band Madness, Our House? parentheses in the middle of the street any thoughts on that um it, the, the name sounds familiar maybe if you could hum me a few our two house bars, in okay. the middle of the street <laughs> yeah, okay okay yeah I, I, I remember it's okay matt says enough's enough <laughs> it's no billy joel i'll say no well it was a year before so they're the pioneers here mm. well we talk taxes every year on this great Taxes special, and we're going to have – so to give you a preview of what, you're, what we're doing today, because this is not your grandma's taxes, okay? We're going to be playing games. We've got a, a great palindrome. We've got more games. We've got tax trivia. We've got something from TikTok that I think the fans are really going to love. We've got in-depth analysis on the quarterback position, so there's a ton going on here. And just a, 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 a foreclosure here, we are going to be moving very fast, okay? So keep up. If you normally play this show at three times speed because I like to draw things out, you're going to want to bump that back down to 1.5x on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcast today. But first, I want to ask Matt, before we get into our, our first game of the day, which Matt actually came up with, but I, I chose the answers. Uh, Matt, tell us about... The state of taxes generally in April of 2023, you know, a, a tax day is Tuesday, April 17th this year. A lot of folks are nervous. They're wondering, what should I do? They've seen about one gazillion TurboTax ads on YouTube because I sure have. So so qualm our feel, fears a little bit. How should we feel about taxes this year? Well, I, I'll say this. Um, I want to uh, correct a little bit of misinformation you just peddled there. It's actually uh, – Tuesday the 18th of April, <laughs> but if you get your taxes submitted by the 17th, that's all the better for you. <laughs> so um, go go with the the date, not the not the day that Quinn has mentioned. Um, and ideally, you probably would have had your taxes submitted at this point. Um, I will say personally, I, I typically go the route of getting everything entered by the beginning of February and then not clicking submit on TurboTax until. Uh, I, I just submitted my taxes yesterday, so uh, making sure that I got everything that, that I needed to, to claim on there. The state of taxes, we, we live in a wild time. Um, I don't think that's a, a new sentiment to share here. Um, I think as time goes on, I think we see taxes subtly increasing each year, um, and at least the tax burden or the tax effective tax rate hitting most Americans is is steadily increasing um so you're you're gonna have to you know give to caesar what is caesar's at, you know as you know um but i would recommend to just a lot of things and maybe i shared this sentiment uh, last year uh too is um for a lot of 
younger people um, that are within the, the 20 to 30 you know year uh, age range be cognizant of retirement be cognizant of you know saving up not getting into any debt that you can avoid at these you know younger stages of your life um, because compound interest is your friend um, and if you're gonna make poor financial decisions or go through hardships now is the time to be slightly a little bit more um, risk prone, I guess, um, in your investments because you have a little bit more time to, to make that back. Um, so not directly tax advice, but also be cognizant that tax rates probably are going to continue to increase in the future. Um, so again, each each individual has maybe a, um, I don't know, I can't speak broadly for everyone, but it's, it's worth exploring Roth options. Um, for 401ks and for IRAs when you do your investing too. So something that you should definitely explore. Well, you're practically hosting this show for us because I'm not going to lie. I've been sitting back here on my, my couch for 30 seconds here. If there's one legitimate tax question I was going to actually ask you today, and I don't think we've talked about this on our show before. This is our, probably our sixth tax special we've done together. My question is, Roth IRA versus traditional IRA. And, you know, for all, you know, there's probably a million people downloading this episode just for the fun, just for the comedy. But there might be that one young person who, you know, maybe they're just getting out of college. They're finding their way. They're, they're, they're hearing all these terms. What is a, what is an IRA? You know, do I want a Roth IRA? Do I want a traditional IRA? Give us a quick breakdown of, of some of the things you should be looking for when you make that decision between which one to open. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a valid question. Maybe one of the most hard-hitting questions that we've covered on this special so far. Um, so I'll, I'll lead with saying this: I when I uh, when I first uh, started kind of working in the, the world of accounting, and I had pretty pretty smart financial people around me, just you know by by proximity, really. Um, and I had the option, as I think many or a decent number of Americans do when they when they take a full-time position of um, investing in a 401k. Now, um, depending on your employer, you know, your options may vary, um, but typically what happens with a 401k is you will invest in more or less a target day fund. Um, and the thought behind that, let's say I, you know, my sites are set to uh, retire what in 2060 or something like that. Um, if you invest in a target day fund that's geared towards the year 2060, um, any money that you invest in that fund um, in the earlier years of the fund will be a little bit more risk heavy. Um, it'll invest in a little bit more stocks, um, some domestic stocks and some international and foreign stocks. Um, and, and not as much will be invested in bonds. Now, as you get older, um, your risk is going to, you, you'd want that to go down, right? Because if you're nearing retirement, you want to make sure you've secured um, the, the funds that you've made over that period of time. So it'll uh, kind of phase into less risky investments. Um, and then when you retire, awesome, you can start pulling from that. The difference between um, a Roth type of financial vehicle and um, its counterpart which just, would just be a regular 401k, um, is when you pay tax. So um, with a typical 401k, let's say you get a, um, a check you know, through your employer and uh, we'll 
we'll say it's maybe a flat $500 for a week or whatever. Um, and you say, okay, I want to pay 10% to my, to my 401k. Well, it'll just, it'll pay 10% to your 401k before any taxes are taken out. Um, and if you had a Roth option, you would pay tax and then the 10% will be taken out. So effectively, if you just go with a standard 401k, you'd put more money into that uh, investment than if you were to do a Roth option. Now, at the end of the day, when you're retiring, uh, the benefit for a Roth option is you don't pay tax when you pull that money. Um, whereas with the other option, with the regular 401k, you pay tax. Um, because it's been sitting there. So typically people that go with regular 401k options, their balance might, might be much larger um, in their uh, investment account, but there's also a tax burden that's yet to be paid. And the same is true for um, an IRA and uh, a Roth IRA too. Um, typically I, I see people use IRAs as a supplement to their um, investing uh, to, to a 401k. If they've maxed out their 401k, then they can open up a, an IRA because there are limits of how much you can you can put into each of those financial vehicles in a given year. Um, I think that might answer your question if I haven't uh, confused everybody already. Now, let me, let me cap it off by asking you this. If you do a traditional IRA, are you going to be taxed and I think I know the answer, but just for our listeners who are less financially savvy, the non the non Dave Ramseys out there, you're going to be taxed on your initial investment and the growth for a traditional IRA. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. This is hard hitting reporting here from our. I you know he says I'm not a tax professional. I don't I don't know taxes, and then we bring him on here, and he's just a genius. A tax wizard. Matt, how do you feel? You want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. All right, you text, you text you this. Come on down. Is this price or is prices right? Well, I'm glad you what? mentioned that because we have a uh, Roku TV in our uh, bedroom, and one of the I don't really know all the channels that Roku gives you for free, but uh, the ones that always pop up for us are Fear Factor. Deal or no deal, and then prices right. So we have been watching a lot of prices right before bed in the last like month, two months or so. And I got to tell you, I know, I know how much the the Trident gum from 1986 costs, and I know the, you know, the 87 Oldsmobile. I am on top of all that stuff. There's a lot of very uh, useful information. It's extremely useful. I'll say this very briefly. We watch. So you know the the final showcase showdown. You get. You know, two big showcases, usually three prizes each, something like that. We were watching the other night, and I swear to God, there was the first showcase, and it was kind of average. It wasn't anything crazy. I don't think there was no car. There was no trip. So if there's no car, there's no trip, and you're the first one, you can decide to bid or pass. It's kind of like, all right, something big is going to be coming, right? So let's just pass. You know, it's fine. You know, it's like dining room stuff and, you know, whatever. So this lady passes after seeing the first showcase. It's worth like 8000 or something. The second showcase comes up. I've never seen anything like this before. The theme was miniature or, or tiny or little or whatever. And I, I'm going to see on the spot if I can remember everything. It was first was the world's smallest color television. And this is from, this is from like 1985, something like that. So, you know, color TV is probably 
relatively new at this point, but not groundbreaking. And the whole thing is that it's super small, which is like, okay, it's this, you know, probably like four by four inch screen. I'm not joking. That is like super deep. It goes back probably like two feet, something like that. That was one of them. Another one was a miniature dollhouse. Uh, and so you're just sitting there like, okay, so we've seen the first two. These are kind of, I mentioned listener discretion is advised, kind of shitty prizes. So obviously, there, you know, there's going to be like the big trip, right? Or, you know, the new station wagon, like something big is coming. The final prize was two miniature cars, like those little things you would buy, at, you know, at Best or, you know, Target or Kmart or something for like 200 a piece for your kids, like those were the things. That was the final prize, and so that was the showcase that this lady had to bid on, and she overbid. The other lady won her showcase, but it was just uh, this is a well, severe prices right tangent. But I'm curious. I don't need. Well, you know, they don't reveal the individual amounts of each prize, but it was just you know some you know sometimes you'll see those showcases where the first two prizes are kind of crappy, but then it's like oh, and you also get this new whatever like nice car or trip you know tour of europe or something but this one was just and we were half asleep i couldn't believe what i was watching it was just i can't i i mean like i can't imagine walking home and being like oh yeah i want a yeah small color tv and a dollhouse and some miniature cars for children like that was my big other people walk away with like tv maybe uh but a a small dollhouse i feel like that would just it's just too hard to use. No, you know, it's, it's too just, hard to navigate. Yeah, you know? it's like, so, I mean, so many people walk away. If you win the showcase, you usually walk away with, like, you know, a washer-dryer, a, a trip car. to Italy yeah. for six days, and maybe, like, a new, you know, $6,000 car or something from or 40 years ago. Yeah, and it's, I, I felt, I mean, that lady didn't win anyways. But uh, anyways, that was a Price is Right tangent. We do watch it all the time. <laughs> Um, but let's let's play a game here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a game here. Matt came up with it. It's called Date Mary Tax, and he gave me the first uh, grouping of people. Uh, but the second two are gonna be a surprise for him. You might be familiar with this game. Date Mary Kill uh, is a way to to play it. But we're doing Date Mary Tax today because it's our taxes special. So Matt, our first grouping today, which you know about, Hitler, Stalin, and Genghis Khan. What are your thoughts? Date, marry, tax. So I, when I mentioned this, I, I thought this was just our kind of our selection for reference. Um, but my thought was um, date Genghis Khan, uh, marry Stalin, and then tax Hitler. I, I think I think Genghis Khan is probably a little toxic, um, probably a little bit of a, abusive in any relationship. I don't have. Um, hard science or uh, know how to back that up. It's just a gut feeling again. Um, so I feel like that would not be a long-standing relationship. Um, Hitler really doesn't belong anywhere else besides tax. I feel like that's a, that's fair um, there. Um, and then Stalin, by proxy, is, is left for Mary. And he has a pretty killer mustache, I think, that he fashioned over the years. I can't condone any of, of his... Um, other activities but he knew how to grow a mustache i'll give him that well i'll say this i think all three of these folks had mustaches in different forms not right great ones i mean genghis khan seemed a little patchy mm. uh, hitler's was I hate very that. narrow <laughs> so i said goodbye to my my mustache today not it, it wasn't a uh 
sort of on its own, stranded in no man's land kind of mustache. It was part of the full package that I'd been working on. Not working on, but it had been growing for probably a month here. You did um, properly maintaining it, yeah. And it, uh, we have a big, our last big uh, student event before deposit deadline is, is tomorrow. So I decided, you know, let's go. And we have our vacation on uh, Thursday. So um, speaking of which, a, a short program note. Um, I have no idea, but there's going to be some sort of pre-recorded episode coming out next weekend because we are going to be on uh, vacation in Mexico. Um, I'm bringing yeah, my podcasting equipment. Equip- A weird echo. Thanks for bearing with us. But no, uh, there will be some fun episode coming for you. And then we got our uh, our horse top ten horse name special coming up very very soon here in early May. So an exciting time to be around the Bean Tom podcast. Let's get back into our game here. We've got, this is round two of three for Date Mary Tax. Uh, Matt, you're on the clock. Oh, you're going to listen because you don't know these ones very well. <laughs> but you're going to, I think you're going to be excited. Okay, here we go. And I think you know, I, I'm, I'm going to hope you know all of them. If you don't, just ask me for clarification and I'll gladly provide it. Sounds good. Joel Osteen, Ray Vanderlaan, <laughs> or Kent Hovind. Date Mary Tax. Do you know Kent Hovind? I don't. Okay, Wait, so Kent Hovind. Yeah, you can do it. Did you send me a link of his recently? <laughs> well, you're not. You're revealing what our conversations are about, but I don't think so. Kent Hovind, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names here, but there was a lot of time spent um, in certain uh, non-denominational churches growing up. Uh, amongst, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade boys watching. This particular, he's not like a, he's not a mega church guy. He's down in Kentucky. Um, he's kind of the brainchild behind the, like, creationism dinosaur amusement park that they had going for a while. He spent some time in prison for tax evasion, which is why I mentioned him on this particular uh, program. Um, so, But he's no, he's got some great, like, pink suits and stuff some real nice easter vibrant colors um okay. and so in hawaiian shirts it looks yeah like. well he's you know there. he's okay. got lots of time do you know you know uh, ray vanderlaan and joel osteen don't you oh yes very well all so, right so uh, date I'll, mary tax I'll, I'll throw a quick uh, call call back here for ray vanderlaan uh, we used to watch him quite frequently uh every sunday <laughs> i believe um, back in our youth, uh, if I have his, if I'm placing his face and his name in the, in the proper videos, um, but there was always a, this kind of unspoken theory that he was also masquerading as, as Bible man, which um, if for anyone that grew up in, um, in the, I guess, Christian curriculum and stuff, that was a thing. Um, I mean, it was kind of like a spoof off of uh, Batman, not very well done. <laughs> But uh, Christians, I guess, needed superheroes as well. Um, so that's that's why that was done. I would say um, probably Mary uh, Ray Vanderland. He seems like a little bland, but an okay guy. <laughs> um, Joel Osteen probably date because I think he could probably afford some pretty uh, pricey restaurants, um, and he's all about the the frills. Um, so I, I think that might be a good option for a date. And then uh, for, for tax, Kent, you know, it's time to pay the piper, I guess. You can only evade taxes for so long. Um, so I, I've seen here that he tried to sue the U.S. government for over half a billion dollars. I don't, uh, I don't know if that was successful. My, my guess is no. Um, but 
but I'm going to go with Kent for, for paying, paying his fair share. This, that's a hot take because if you're trying to you're trying to tax the man who hasn't paid taxes in 20 years, I don't know what you're expecting, but it's your choice. Well, you got to stick it to him. Um, <laughs> I'll say this: I'm I'm all for uh, legally not you know paying what you owe. Tax evasion, though, you know, IRS will get you. So yeah. um, it's better to pay what you owe up front, um, opposed to them tracking down later. Daily interest is not your friend. Mm. So sounds rough. Uh, all right, we got one more round here, and then we're going to check in on our palindrome of the day and say thank you to our sponsors. This one's uh, you're going to think outside of the box a little bit. So, again, tax or uh, uh, date, marry, tax. And this one actually might have four options. Uh, so, someone, someone's getting left out Joe, Nick, Kevin, and bonus Jonas. Date, marry, tax. I don't know much about the Jonas brothers. Um, I know maybe two songs, songs off the top of my head. Um, but I would say in, in terms of taxation, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nick. <laughs> he sounds very guess. confident. He probably, makes, he probably has a higher net worth than the rest of us, I guess. Um, Mary... Kevin, uh, Date, and Joe, and, and we'll leave the Jonas no. there, the bonus Jonas. I think he's still underage, so I don't know. <laughs> I have no I idea. It might be good to leave him out of the conversation. He might be like 50 by now. We don't know. He could be. I, I mean, I feel like I, I see people that I still in my head think are, are young. I'm like, no, I'm actually just getting that old. Uh, they, uh, time is not frozen. They're aging as well. Yeah. yeah. I was at my... Uh, partner's parents house last weekend for easter and on the wall there is a harry styles calendar 12 gripping images of of harry styles shirtless covered you know the works whatever and i showed it to my mom on our our sunday morning family chat and she said oh that's amazing they were on snl last night and apparently there was a mix-up between the jonas brothers and one direction so i'm here to I'm here to clarify that they are separate bands. They're not uh, affiliated with one another, as far as I know. But a star-studded crossover could be in the works. Who knows? Well, for sure. I, I think the Jonas Brothers are now back together. Is that uh, I think okay, so. They're kind of maybe doing their individual things for a while. but Yeah, my understanding is... Um, that they kind of like... I don't... Broke up is a strong phrase, but they kind of like stopped recording together for a while after their kind of like teen Disney phase. But then I recall them like they had that one song, I think it was like Bad Habits or something. That came out while I still lived in Baltimore, which was, you know, four-ish plus years ago. So I think they've been like, I think they kind of in and out now, like together, not together, that sort of thing. So, all right, that was Date, Mary, Tax, and I'm going to give our garage band one quick breather here, uh, and we are going to come right back to you. All right, we're back, and I wanted to say a quick thank you. We're not doing a full ad read today, but I'll put I'll uh, give Matthew a, a one-minute warning here. We're coming up on Palindrome of the Day. Uh, but I wanted to say thank you to our sponsors, 
Home Pride Oregon, when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon and you want someone who's safe, certified, someone who you can trust, you have to call the experts at Home Pride Oregon, 541-410-0316. Ask for Steve. If you get a voicemail, keep trying. Phone lines are open. He's probably just at his other job. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or you can email homeprideoregon.com. Again, homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Also, a special shout-out to the Samson Q2U series, pulling double duty today, putting the two in Q2U from uh, all of our, our favorite second books of the Bible, Second Kings, Second Chronicles, Second Corinthians. I think there is another uh, Old Testament one. I can't remember. Second John. Um, Romans is kind of like the second sequel to the to the Gospels. Uh, Acts being the first one. So there's all sorts of twos uh, going on in throughout uh, the the Bible. There, Old Testament and New Testament. And another great two. Quinn and Matthew on this year's taxes special. You're going to want audio quality that you can rely on. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. Then, of course, our great friends over at the Cuts by Q Barbershop Hybrid Boutique. Uh, Whether you need your eyebrows threaded or just a quick neck shave, like I got earlier in the shower there at the Cuts by Q Salon and Spa, when you need a fresh do, something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q or email us at cutsbyq at yahoo.com. All right. Thank you to our ad sponsors. Once again, let's throw it back over to today's guest, Matthew Fiedler, uh, who has very generously brought us a palindrome of the day. Matt, the floor is yours. I do have a clarifying question for Cuts by Q. So oh, the, sure. what full service? They just followed you right into the shower. <laughs> That's right. That's, it's like uh, wow. Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's Quinster. Uh, okay, so the palindrome I have, I, I don't know if you, you've used this one on the show yet or not. I, I think I've stayed up to date on all of them. But uh, if you're looking for a hitman for hire, this is the palindrome. Murder for a jar of red rum. I went with a, the whole sentence instead of a word. Um, I thought mom was just too much like low-hanging fruit, you know, so... So I just made a Shining reference 30 seconds ago, and you're coming out with a Red Rum reference. You yeah, you had yeah. a completely different sentence prepared for us, a different palindrome, and you said, you know what, Quinn's coming out with the, the Stephen King, the Jack Nicholson. Let me work Red Rum into this, and on the spot, within five seconds, you come up with a whole new palindrome. That is the brilliance, the genius of Matthew Fiedler. That's why he's here on the show today. How do you do it? Uh, Chad GPT. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just the good old-fashioned power of Google. <laughs> say, say it one more time for us. Uh, murder for a jar of red rum. I can't are you even. Me? Are you ready no, I, I can't even check it. I, I'm on my second <laughs> glass of whiskey here. I'll never make it that far. Thank you so much. That's a fantastic. I'm. Uh, that's one of the. That's probably our best palindrome of the day we have ever ever had. That's very exciting, and that really oh, raises. I'll thank, I'll thank my friends over at Google. It really raises the bar for future palindromes of the day. I'll I'll take this opportunity to mention to our listeners, the beanheads out there, if you have an idea 
for a palindrome of the day. I know it's going to be tough to top that, but I believe you can. Uh, you can use chat GPT. You don't have to. I don't care. Email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com with your pick for palindrome of the day. Thank you again to everyone who sponsored us and supported our sixth annual Telethon Pledge Drive fundraiser. Stickers are going out. I, actually, I was I was work. I had a random work from home day on Wednesday, and I was thinking maybe today is the day when I do stickers. It wasn't, but now I'm really kind of energized for the future of sending out our Beantown Podcast stickers to our loyal, faithful friend, friends. Excuse me. Uh, How big are these stickers? What's Can that? I, like- how big are these stickers? Can I stick them on like my water bottle and stuff? Oh, definitely. They're they're per- oh, nice. they're fun sized, yeah, and not nice. you know not those big wig profit first corporations. Now they give you the fun sized candies, and it's like half of a bite. These are these are family size fun size. They're they're going to be hearty, whole, and uh, hail. Is that a word? H a l e. What what do we think that adjective means? Because I've heard it. <laughs> But I don't really know. Yeah. I will say this. I think that uh, the marketing behind fun size is a sham. Yeah. And uh, family size and fun size are um, effectively the same. True. Uh, so just I would say that's the that's the servant size that I've grown accustomed to. Mm-hmm. I will say this in case you wanted to come to this program and listen for 50 to 60 minutes and learn something new. Hale, H-A-L-E, adjective strong and healthy as in very hale and hearty so work that okay. into your next you know i i've been thinking about chat gpt a little bit because it's coming up a lot in college admissions and essays and all that stuff um i have i have toyed with the idea in my head of and we know where, where this is going having chat gpt write an entire bean town podcast episode wow. script that's uh that's an interesting i it would be worth exploring for sure. That'd be an interesting uh, episode. The question then is: Do we get? Do I just read what it wrote, or do we get some sort of AI? I'm thinking, you know, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, the the weekend update guy's wife, that who's a much bigger star than he is. From her with Joaquin Phoenix, who am I talking about? What's her name? The uh, the blonde. The name the name escapes me, but I'll say this, and maybe this is a good Scarlett Johansson. To... Oh yeah, 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 Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. What what's his name? <laughs> uh, Colin Jost. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this, and maybe it leads. Uh, it's a good segue into your question about uh, NFL quarterbacks. Oh, that's but good. I, Tom Brady just recently did a, a stand-up uh, special for an hour, uh, a comedy stand-up. And it was 100% AI. It wasn't actually Tom Brady. Um, but it was AI-generated text and AI-generated voice. And it was very – I did not listen to the whole hour because I think yeah, there's that paywall. I listened to, like, the first 10 minutes. And it's interesting. I think that we're in a wild, uh, wild time of, uh, of AI. Um, and I think that the interesting thing, and I had, I had seen some things about this before too, where um, people think that that's the next wave of, of things and, and curating information from the web. And I think that's probably true to an extent. But currently, the way that ChatGPT and you know Microsoft's ventures with the new Bing and Google's ventures with Bard. 
the only thing it's really doing is curating information from websites. So it, it can only pull from information that already exists. So if we stop actually creating content and writing um, actual, you know, abstracts and valid resources, it's only going to be as good as what the internet is today. Um, so if people just plan on um, generating content from here on to perpetuity, we won't advance anywhere is my thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wild world uh, to, to live in for sure. Well, it's a very interesting point, and I think we will gladly welcome you back to our AI special coming okay. later this year because there, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, it, you know, I don't have you seen the Spielberg movie AI Artificial Intelligence with Haley Joel Osment because I've only seen parts of it when it was on TV. I haven't, but I'm a big big fan of uh, The Sixth Sense and um, what's that movie with Helen Hunt? And actually, I think it was. Um, also Secondhand Lions. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Oh, yeah. Secondhand Lions is, uh, what's her name? The kind of southern Oklahoma country lady. What's her name? Kira, uh, I was thinking of someone else. Secondhand Lions is Kira Sedgwick, spouse of uh, Kevin Bacon. But who I was actually thinking of, who's <clears throat> who's the like curly-haired, super high-pitched uh, voice lady who does a bunch of Broadway stuff? What's her name? Do you know who I'm talking about? This is this is good good solid uh, I can't air. Can't place it. We're no. gonna come back to it once I find it. Okay. I'm gonna okay. feel so satisfied and and triumphant. She's basically what I'm getting at is uh, she's an actress slash Broadway person. She's been in Oklahoma, a famous okay. Broadway musical. Um, while I'm finding that. I don't even. Oh, uh, yeah, the Pay It Forward with Kevin Spacey, Helen Hunt, Jay Moore, uh, classic comedian, and then um, uh, Haley Joel Osment. I won't give away the ending because it's kind of a weird movie, right? It's like a good, wholesome movie, and then the ending is just and like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. And for the time, it was pretty wild. It was a good. It was a good film back in the day. Um, obviously, I know there's. Um, some stuff going on from Kevin Spacey, and I guess I'll leave that where it is. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know where that ended up falling, if, if allegations came out to be true or not. Uh, but I think it's probably tainted my view of him, regardless of the case. So I don't know I don't know if he ever got uh, in trouble or, or what happened with that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It was obviously a big thing for a while, and he even um, he had an apartment in Baltimore, um, like while he was working on uh, House of Cards, and I knew exactly where it was because I used to run by there. It was like a fancy condo by the water. And yeah, he obviously got his name besmirched quite a bit, and then he went to trials. And I don't, you know, he never like went to jail or anything like that. I don't think he was ever found guilty of anything. But it's one of those things where it's just kind of like weird. I don't know. Anyways, um, let's move on here for the sake of time. I promise those Broadway heads in the background, I'm still looking for this lady's name. But she's a very like, um, you know what she's in? She's in that movie RV with Robin Williams. She's not his wife because that's the lady from Curb Your Enthusiasm. But she plays uh, 
Kristen Chenoweth. There it is. Kristen. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to give uh, a very brief break to GarageBand. We're going to come right back. I mentioned it was brief, and there you go. It's running like new. All right, so we're going to go. Uh, we've got Matthew mentioned NFL quarterbacks. I wanted to ask very briefly because I don't want to elaborate on this. We still got a couple things I want to get to today. But we don't often have Green Bay Packers football fans on this show. And Aaron Rodgers was headline news about a month ago with all of the getting traded the Jets. Like, yes, it's going to happen. And then it's been about a month. And nothing has happened. So I'm just curious, from an insider source, us Vikings fans here, what have you heard about Aaron Rodgers slash what what are you hoping to see? Well, I don't think I'm at the top of his contact list, per se, um, even though I, I'm not even really technically an owner of the Green Bay Packers. My mom was uh, from that neck of the woods, and that's why it kind of permeated the the Fiedler household. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know much. Um, if you want my hot take on the subject, I'll say this. I don't think that they probably should have, uh, engaged Aaron Rodgers in another, in another year of, uh, or an additional contract once it was up uh, in the prior season. It seemed like probably a good time to kind of part ways. And as you know, obviously looking back last season, wasn't anything to write home about either. Um, so we'll see. I I think that we've uh, we've kind of brought Jordan Love around uh, for uh, for the last few years, and now is the time to see if he can actually play. Um, I'd say we give him a year. If there's any encouraging uh, um, performance, great. Uh, and if not, then we're going to have to do a little bit of. Do a little bit of digging, do a little bit of rebuilding for sure. I, I, I mean, obviously, you could say this year is also, you know, a rebuilding year. Um, a lot of people have left. Um, so we'll see what we got um, and where we can maybe spend our money in the, in the following years here to, to get some good players. But I'm not, I'm not super optimistic. I've, I've uh, uh, as a Cubs fan, I've embraced this role for a period of time where it's like, well, we'll just see what we get. <laughs> and we'll roll with it. I'm not That's expecting fair. fabulous and outstanding things, but we'll, uh, we'll roll with the punches. Yeah. Well, I would love to dive more into NFL with you, but it is the off season. Although the NFL draft two weeks from uh, yesterday, actually. So we're going to, we're going to be jumping more into that. Maybe on the next one or two shows here. Uh, but for the sake of time and the, for the sake of uh, iPhone battery, we're going to move on here. I've, I've got, I mentioned we had a very brief TikTok segment uh, that the fans, you know, the younger generations would really tap into. And it's a very, it's a very simple question. We can take this however far we want to. We've been talking taxes on today's taxes special. So my question to you, Matthew, do you know about the cheese tax? So I am not a user of TikTok. Um, I prefer my information to be stolen only by the U.S. government. <laughs> so just so I use Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and, and a plethora of those social services. I haven't really dove into TikTok too much uh, for the sake of I just don't need another thing to be addicted to on my phone. But uh, given people's ability to do screen recording and just post TikTok videos to Instagram, I believe this is in relation to uh, giving 
dogs at PCB. Ooh, he knows. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. And I will say this this rings true. Um, our our uh, golden retriever, Jordy, whenever we open up the, the refrigerator or a bag of cheese, shredded cheese, he just, he could be in a deep slumber and his head pops right up. Same is true also with ice cubes. It's a big fan well, of that's, ice cubes. That's whenever a little different. Open up the freezer, he wants his ice cube, so... Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the original cheese text video or song or anything like that. But I actually watched it all 34 seconds of it for the first time right before we started recording. And it's pretty catchy. It's, it's fairly catchy. catchy. Yeah, it's uh, there's some doom and some do- uh, a gloom, but it's it's pretty catchy. I'll say that. So there's our our TikTok special of the week. I have uh, so I have, I have three more segments here. Um, we have another game. We have a little history lesson that's not tax-related at all, just to give some of the uh, non-fiduciaries a little bit of a breather, and then we're going to finish up with some tax trivia. So let's let's go with another game here. This is one that is completely original. I came up with it. I'm very proud of it, and it's going to test your uh, knowledge of modern languages if you're ready for that, because I know you've spent a lot of time on Duolingo and Rosetta Stone and uh, all that fun stuff. So this game is called Tax, Facts, or Wax. So the way it's going to work, I'm going to give you a series of words, extremely mispronounced. They're going to be words from other languages, and I want you to tell me if they translate to English as tax, facts, <laughs> or good, wax. This is a good game. This is a good game. Yeah, see, I, I came up with it at like 10 p.m. last night. I was very proud of myself. All right, I have nine for you, okay? It's, it's very straightforward. Just we're going to go through it pretty quickly here. Um, okay, and I do not claim to know the proper pronunciations on any of these words. Uh, I will tell you the word. I'll tell you the language. That okay, it is say, in, can okay. I get a language of origin. Uh, yes, yes, Mr. <laughs> Scripps. All right, number one, Cain, C A I N. It is from the Irish. Is that tax, facts, or wax? Uh, I'm going to go with wax. Mm, tough start. That is, that is the Irish word for tax. Oh, damn it. I was, it was, I was tilting between the two. I didn't think it was facts, but it was yeah. between tax. Okay. All, All right. right. So I'm 0 for 1. All right. Number two is Bach. B O C K. It's from the Belarusian language. Is that tax, facts, or wax? I'm going to go with wax again. Oh, he's right. He's, he's 1 for 2. All right. <laughs> In my head, it doesn't make any logical sense, but I thought, where would you, what would you wax? Probably your back. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's as good a reason as any. All right, Matthew, is, I hope you're keeping score because I'm not. You're one for two. All right, number three. This is, I'll tell you right now, it's from the Hawaiian. This is facts, F-A-X. Tax, facts, or wax? I'm going to go facts. It's facts. All right. He's two for three. That's right. It's a good start. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now we're getting to some of the tougher ones, and I do not know how to pronounce this. Uh, let's go with Dealy. D-Y-L-L-I. It is Albanian. Dealy. Is that tax, facts, or wax? What tax? You said tax with a T? Tax with the T. Oh, my friend, it is wax. Oh. What is oh. it, Dealy? D-Y-L-L-I. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, Matt is two for four as we move into number five here. Oh, this one is fun to say. All right, I don't remember writing this down. Here we go. It is, is a Dutch word. We love the Dutch. Uh, this is belasting. B-E-L-A-S-T-I-N-G. Belasting from the Dutch. Is that tax, fax, or wax? Something that when they say can't be fax. That's all I know, right? I, I feel like it's... I'm going to go in wax again. Oh, no, it's tax. Get out of here, dude. Well, I, the one thing I'll say about the Dutch, um, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. I guess that's a phrase on the street. A new feud on the Beantown Podcast. Matt versus the Dutch. <laughs> All right, I think you're two for five so far. A little bit of a cold streak, but this one, you're going to get back in on this one, I promise. All right, this is from the Quechua language, which is kind of an ancient, like, Latin American kind of thing before the Europeans came around. Uh, so this one is Fax Niskawan, F-A-X space N-I-S-Q-A-W-A-N. That's Quechua for fax, tax, or wax. Facts. It's facts. All right. Three for six. Oh, I, I'm, I'm digging the words that are in the words. <laughs> yeah. All right. Three for six. We're moving into our final three here in tax, facts, or wax. Our word, we're, this is from the Turkish. Uh, we, we, were you a representative of Turkey and Milo Yuen at yeah. one point? Yeah, that was a good time. I didn't struck in the language, though. I just represented, so we'll see. That's all right. And give me a second here. I'm going to – we're transferring our microphone over so that you can be uh, plugged in and recorded uh, properly so that we can do the show for hours if we oh, need nice. to. No, I'm kidding. We are – oh, that it doesn't quite reach. No, we can do this. Oh, this is so tough. All right. Give me a second here. This is embarrassing. I'm thinking of you. I'm doing from this angle. Yeah. All right, we're just going to do this for now because our phone is at like 18%. All right, um, this is from the Turkish. It is vergi, V-E-R-G-I, from the Turkish. Is that tax, fax, or wax? That might be wax. Oh, no, it's tax, my friend. Uh, why am I always going with wax when it should be tax? I don't know. You didn't, like you I, didn't study enough default, Turkish. Yeah, I know. My, my default is always wax. Yeah, that's all right. You're going to come back on this one. This is from, I mentioned modern languages. I wasn't being uh, fully forthcoming. This is from Latin. It is uh, Sarah. Sarah is in Michael Sarah. Uh, C-E-R-A from the Latin. Is that tax, fax, or wax? Um, I'm going to go with tax. Oh, no, it's wax. Oh, come on. I think you're you're three for eight, so you're not going to win the ten thousand dollar prize on this one, but you can still play well, for okay, pride. Okay, you could have led with that. I would have started cheating. Man. <laughs> I think you're going to like this last one. All right, this is our last one in tax facts or wax. It's from German. Okay, it's that's like the closest language okay. to English. This is as simple as it gets. Okay, the word is fax. F A K S. Tax facts or wax. Lock facts. It was actually a trick question. It, it's oh, from no. no, it means Dude, facsimile. Facsimile. F a c s i m i l e. Per Google Translate, I'm I'm sorry. It's uh, you know life is full of tricks. Well, that wasn't even an option, so I was just doomed to fail from the game. I hate when that happens. You're right. This the audio listeners can't see this, but this video angle is great. Look at, this is terrifying. All right, let me look away. 
All right, we thanks for playing, Matt. Uh, we'll send you a Beantown Podcast sticker that was already yours Thank in the you. middle, right? That's all I asked for. All right, checking to make sure GarageBand is still good. Okay, we have two segments left. This is, uh, we have we have trivia, but before we get to trivia, I have one that I promised Matt we were going to do, and it's very, uh, it, it really lets his creative juices flow, if you will. It's something that I just thought of because I was curious about it, and I haven't Googled it yet, and I just wanted to know more about it. So I thought, let's go to someone who knows a little bit about everything to tell us a little bit about the history of soap s-o-a-p how did they discover it how did they make it how did you learn you could clean things with it so matt just you know relatively briefly tell us a little bit more about soap uh, I, yeah good question um, i appreciate the opportunity to get my uh, my creative juices flowing <laughs> as they were um in terms of soap and soap usage um Back in, I don't know, probably the 1700s, um, they discovered that people were dying at alarming rates during um, a lot of operations and things like that. The gangrene would take hold and a lot of infection would occur. Um, and they, they discovered the need for sanitation. Um, I believe, actually, and this is actually rooted in truth, um, there was a, um, a jeweler or a... Um, someone who made glass back in the day who um, invented what we would kind of call the modern uh, microscope and he found germs or bacteria in the tartar of his teeth and that kind of led the, the new wave of exploration of these tiny animals or things that would cause infection which we now know as bacteria um, so I'm assuming around this this time is when soap was probably used a little bit more so um, the, the benefit of soap, if it was maybe discovered prior to this point to, to kill bacteria or to sanitize, would be um, soap has properties to um, uh, basically make dirt less sticky. <laughs> That's the one thing I would say. Um, it, it will surround anything or um, like fat and things and break them down. So it would be easier to clean with. But uh, as you can probably tell, I, I don't have a very extensive knowledge of soap by any means. But I do get targeted a lot on Instagram for Dr. Squatch soap. So. Well, you heard it from the tax expert himself, the history of soap. If you want a more in-depth explanation, we all have the Internet. I think we can access that very easily. I but. I would recommend doing so if you want any information. So well, I think it, I think that that explanation works for most of us. It would get us through, you know, tenth grade home economics or something. I what what do you think they teach you in home economics? I never had that class. Um, I think growing up, my mom always told me doing dishes was home economics. I think with I'll say this on a very realistic note, I think that there is a large disparity disparity in in. Uh, and maybe U.S. culture um, for what home economics really should be, which is maintaining and running a household, learning how to budget, learning how to, you know, kind of run the household as it were. Um, and I think that some people are maybe, it's not maybe emphasized enough. Um, there's people our age that don't know how to write checks. And there's, I question the validity of anyone really being able to, like, is that really needed anymore? Maybe not. Um, but I think there's basic things like that, you know, maintaining a budget, balancing a checkbook, 
things like that that would be useful to know. I think that falls under the home home econ uh, umbrella. Excellent insights from our home econ and tax expert, Matt Fieber. <laughs> wow, I just added a new title to my Yeah, you better. Yeah, Matt's going to log into LinkedIn right after this and go crazy. He's got some new uh, new stuff for the, the profile there. Uh, I have, I've got one more game for you, and then I promise we're going to let you go because it's already 7.30 on a Friday night, which I feel terribly about. So we're going we're gonna to blaze through these, and it's really up to you how fast you want to answer these. I have... Three tax-related questions for you. Okay. Number one, which U.S. president established the first ever federal income tax? And I'm happy to provide clues because I know that's a pretty basic question to start. Yeah, can, can I do? Uh, is it multiple choice? Uh, no, but I'll give you. I'll give you some. I'll give you. I'm going to give you one clue that I think will get it, and not if not a second clue that I think will definitely give it to you. The first one is, this is a president who was largely touted as uh, fighting to preserve federal authority over his nation, although that sort of viewpoint may have been twisted in the last 150 years. Uh, I'll say this. I, I was always under the impression... Um, I know taxes or paying taxes out of your salary became uh, more popular during the, the Second World War, I believe, um, where the government actually needed finances, so they started kind of pushing to get it taken out of your paycheck um, instead of paying it just once once a year, um, which is what had been the case prior to that point. I feel like this dates back a ways, though. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll say this, and this was not my planned second clue, but it just kind of builds off my first clue. This okay. is a president who one of the current U.S. political parties loves to uh, champion as their own, but it turns out the political party he represented was actually the opposite of the current political party because they switched in the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 30s or 40s. It, um, uh... Did he? Okay, here's. I'll ask you a uh, a clue. Sure. <laughs> turn. Did he also uh, take part in a um, a recent horror flick about vampires? Uh, <laughs> Is it Abraham? Is I, Abraham I, Lincoln? I, there you go. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's. A, I I've never seen this, but I guess there's a movie called Abraham Lincoln, the, the Vampire Slayer. Or something I like think that. it's like six That's or seven amazing. years old at this point, isn't it? It's not like a no, super be, new it thing. Might be. My my original second clue was that it was passed in 1861, which I would have imagined would have been a pretty quick giveaway, but I, I won't uh, assume. I don't know. Well, yeah, don't assume because in my mind, I could I probably, and this is maybe me being a bad American, but I, I could not probably recite all of our presidents. I, at one point, I was much better, um, and if you give me a time frame, I could probably get there, but anymore, I... I feel like I would probably fail at that. That's okay, because you got there uh, without the years. So there you go. Matthew is one for one on our trivia. Number two, here we go. Oh, this this one I I, I think you are plugged into, but I actually have no idea. Um, I used to live around there, so I'm not sure. Uh, here's my second question. 
Due to an 8.7% state flat tax on corporations, 1209 North Orange Street in this city is home to more than 300,000 companies. So I want the city, but if you can just give me the state, that's okay too. I feel like it's probably in California, right? No, yeah, other other side of the country. It's a state slash city known for having lots of companies and corporations because of their uh, lax tax regulations. Lax tax. I know the Florida. one one Florida, com- Florida. No, that's okay. No, get, one company that I use frequently that Wait, what is. Was it? What, what, what was the other uh, clue that you gave towards the end of that? Uh, so it's. So it's just an 8.7% state flat tax on corporations. 1208 North Orange Street in this city is home to more than 300,000 companies. And the one company that I use that I get mail from all the time because I use them as a primary service for me is Bank of America. They are 1,000% located in this city. I get all sorts of mail from this city. Um, to be honest, I have no idea, but I'll go with Ohio because <laughs> that's all right. You're you're getting closer. It's a state that is known for uh, hosting, and I don't know if this is related or not. They host a lot of like um, uh, court proceedings, trials as well, and it's the second least, second or third, I can't remember, least populated state in the United States. Second or least. I think it. I think it might be the third least populated state. It's very small. I know the Dakotas are not really well represented. No, this is uh, East Coast. This is East Coast. East Coast. Think. Uh, think the executive branch. There's a clue for you. Oh, so we're talking more so like uh, Virginia, Maryland area. Yes, you're in, in the there. you're in the right area, although you have not named the state yet. Damn it. Well, at this point, I, I don't think it counts as a point. So you can, you that's can okay. The I'm city. At, oh, four guesses deep. No, that's all right. Deep. That's all right. It's is one of those where it's like, if you know it, it's obvious. If you don't, it's kind of tough yeah, to work I towards. I'm, I'm actually pretty curious because all those states on the East Coast, in my mind, seem very small compared to like how, like you know, um, I guess the middle of uh, of uh, North America or the United States, if you will, and the West. So it seems like that's a lot of a lot of um, oh Delaware. There it is. Wilmington, okay. Delaware is home to. Actually, that's that is interesting. Okay, so there is. I am aware of some uh, loopholes, or at least the, the colloquial um, or tongue-in-cheek thing um, that is crossing um, for I guess young entrepreneurs is oh put your make your LLC uh, in, in Delaware. Um, and you need a registered agent to, to live there when you do it. So you don't have to live in Delaware to set up a, a company. You um, reach out to a registered agent. And as long as that P.O. box or the mailing address is in Delaware, you're good to go. So I guess if that kind of checks out, a lot of those companies are not actually in Delaware. They're just their mailing addresses. Is that probably what that means that's my understanding yes okay interesting Mm -hmm. we learned something new and i have a third and final question i uh was just we were talking about this before the show it was just signed out of my notes app on my computer so we're going to the phone to get it here we go this is our third and final question for you and this one i struggle to phrase 
in a perfect way, so just bear with us. This New York City iconic place, and I have place in quotation marks because I couldn't think of the best way to phrase it, which may or may not be misleading. I'm not trying to mislead you. It is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a land, it's a landmark, it's a place, and I'll tell you this: it's not the Statue of Liberty. Okay, um, this iconic New York City place has not. And this is interesting, has not had to pay property taxes since 1982 due to a dispute on contract wording costing the city more than $555 million thus far. So if you can tell me the landmark slash place slash building that has not had to pay property taxes for 40 plus years, you'll be a winner. Is it 30 Rock? <laughs> no, but that's a great guess. Got to go south of there a little bit. I'm trying to think of like landmarks in New York. Jeez, um, it's you, you wouldn't think of it as like a like a primary landmark the way you would like yeah, the Empire like State Building. Paper, like a place. Yeah, it's a it's a place for sure. It's very famous for multiple different uh, purposes. Let's say that. If you were a uh, a an NHL. Hockey fan, the playoffs are starting this week. It'll feature in the first round the Rangers versus Devils. You might catch a game here. I don't really follow. I don't follow that NHL that closely. What about the Unless Knicks? The Blackhawks are doing well, but I'm a bad Rangers fan. No, they're uh, last place. So that's why I don't. <laughs> what if you wanted to see uh, Billy Joel play to a sold-out crowd in New York? Where do you think he'd play? Uh, is Madison Square Garden? There you go. That's where the Rangers play, the Knicks play. Uh, Madison Square Garden has not had to pay property taxes since 1982, if you can believe Good it. for them. If I, I'm going to give you a nice 10-second rant. Property tax is one of the most unjust things that we experience as Americans. I, that's a stretch. That is a stretch. But, and I'm being a little uh, flamboyant here. But it's wild that, okay, so you buy something. And then every year the government says, oh, you should pay us because you own that, you know, when you paid for it outright to begin with. And, yeah, pay tax on it the first time you buy it. But every year reoccurring, that seems a little excess to me. I don't know. I don't blame you. It is a uh, tough part of buying a home for sure. Yeah. Uh, those were all the things I had. We are well over the hour mark here. Uh, Matt Feather, before we, we exit today's program, and I have kept you way longer than I intended to on a Friday, and I, I apologize for that. Do you have any hey, final... I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing, Quinn. This is good. This Except is good for stuff. anything else. <laughs> Do you have any final words for our listeners out there? Um, no, I, I, nothing, nothing wild. Um, I guess I would say it's a pleasure to be here another another year. Um, and I don't know if that makes me more concerned, Quinn, that I'm uh, in your life one of the only tax experts that you know. Um, maybe maybe dig into that in this off season here uh, between now and next next tax state uh, to surround yourself with more uh, more well versed tax professionals, quote unquote. There, um, but a pleasure to be on the show again. Um, and I, I think I say this every year, but I just urge everybody be cognizant of your financial position. If you um, don't have a budget or you know, monitor your finances to that degree every week or every month. It's it's worth it to do so. I think um, 
given this day and age, there's a lot of things that we just don't visualize. It's easy to you know, swipe your credit card and you know, not think about the impact of that. Um, but just being diligent about what you're spending, how you're spending it, and also being mindful of uh, saving up for your future, I think your, your future self will, will thank you. Uh, I don't think that our generation um, and maybe the generations um, that are growing up currently, the Gen Zers and Gen Xers, I, I don't feel like we're going to have social security in the same way that, you know, maybe um, some of the retired people of today experience it. So um, something else to just be a little more proactive and be aware of where your money is, where it's going, and how you can save for the future. You'll be a leg up on um, a large majority of probably U.S. citizens at this point. So that's just one thing I would recommend. Hmm. Sage wisdom for from our sage in residence, Matthew T. Fiedler. Thank you so much for joining our sixth annual Bean Tom Podcast Taxes Special. I hope you learned a lot. I had a lot of fun preparing this show, and I'm so glad Matt was able to come on with extra short notice because I forgot it was tax day until like two days ago. Uh, so thanks again. Oh, I did it in like February. I'm on top of it. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'd like to get that out early because I know I over withhold. Um, so I know I'm getting a little something. So I like to use that to pay for, you know, the bus or well, you know, Taco you know Bell or I, something. I, you know, there's one thing that I will slap you on the wrist for, Quinn. It's, uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't over withhold. I hey, don't want to get into any tiffs ideally, with the federal government. Ideally, you break even. I know people love their refunds, um, but especially now, and maybe this is something to kind of tack on to my, my, my final words, um, we, there are online bank accounts and, and some offerings where you can get maybe 4% interest or um, as much as 5% if you're willing to lock up your money in a, a CD for a year, which, you know, depending on your financial situation might not be an option for you, but... Um, if you can have that money during the year and be making some interest on it, that's much better than the government holding on to it, um, giving you no interest. So, You are not wrong. We're not talking tens of thousands of dollars here. We're talking like a thousand. So yeah. if, that's, if that's the cost for my calculations on my uh, extra withholding to try to break even, I feel pretty good about that. But your point is well taken, good sir. Uh, that's what we had for you on today's Beantown podcast. Uh, again, we're going to come up with you, come uh, to you with a special episode next week in lieu of our Mexico trip. So be on the lookout for something crazy and surely not well planned. Thank you so much to Matt Fiedler for uh, tuning in. Matt, one word to leave us with today or a phrase. Oh, word or phrase. Jeez. Um, Really don't, I don't really have much. That could be my friend. <laughs> Everyone, I hope that you stay safe, stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.